You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear. And uh, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I was going to do some mailback questions. It went well with basketball. It makes sense that we are going to do it with football as well. Um, the good news is that it, it does appear that the players are closer to arriving to campus uh, in a couple weeks. Um, they're probably going to start doing it in groups of 20 and so on and, and kind of seeing how everything goes. And then I believe the goal is that by the end of the June uh, period, the uh, the entire team will be ready to go on campus, and then they'll be able to start practicing by mid-July. So things are definitely headed in the right direction. Um, you'll be seeing a lot more football stuff, previews and such on the website. But before any of that happens, um, I, I took some questions from you guys, the readers, and I, uh, I figured I would answer it pretty pretty straightforward in this podcast. Um, first question comes from Wildcat5495. Will we be able to control... Uh, I say that relative to our history, the line of scrimmage with our offensive and defensive lines. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, again, relative to the history, will Arizona be able to do it? Maybe a little better than last season. Uh, is it going to be a situation where Arizona goes into the game and you're like, yeah, they're going to dominate both lines of scrimmage? Uh, I just don't see that happening. I do think the offensive line is going to be pretty good. I think the right players return. They're going to have to replace others, but... Um, depth is probably a concern, but they get Donovan back. They get Peyton Fears, who started to improve a little bit as the season went on, Robert Congle, etc. Um, so they'll have some guys. It's just a matter of depth. Uh, will Jordan Morgan take that next jump? Will they be able to play You know, Josh Baker as a true freshman, a guy they like a lot? Um, so that's kind of a, a, an interesting scenario. Woody Jean got to campus early. Is, is he, you know, even though he wasn't um, able to, to do the whole spring for obvious reasons, um, will he be able to contribute at all as a freshman? So um, I, I think in that regard, uh, depth is probably the biggest issue. I think other than that, the offensive line should technically be fine. Um, I feel much better about the offensive line than the uh, than the defensive line. I just, for me on the defensive line, it's kind of a, a have to see it to believe it type of deal. Um, you know, Jalen Harris is going more to a straight linebacker. Uh, but the depth on the defensive line just isn't great. Uh, there's guys I like. Uh, I, I'm not going to say that I don't like the uh, the defensive line because um, I, I think that there's guys that will be able to contribute. Um, but again, you know, you, you kind of have your, your questions. You know, J.B. Brown is a guy um, you want to see him kind of take the jump. Um, you know, he he's a guy where he was talking about double-digit sacks going to last season, and, and he didn't really have much in that regard. Uh, Miles Tapasoa should be in good shape. He's a guy where I think he's going to contribute more than he did last season. Um, Trevon Mason is another guy similar in terms of being in shape. Uh, Kion Bars is a guy I really like. And then you got to see what you're going to get from from Blackwell as a transfer and, and a couple other guys. And where is that consistent defensive rush going to come from? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure they have the depth. I, I think that Arizona's coaching staff would be the first to tell you they don't have the depth on the defensive line. But, 
you know, I, ideally a guy makes a jump forward and, and that kind of fixes itself. But in terms of controlling the offensive and defensive line, it's hard for me to say that. I mean, you, you got to kind of take a look at the offensive line versus some of the defensive lines that Arizona will be seeing in Pac-12 play and then, you know, vice versa. And it, it's tough. And, and that's obviously where you win football games. You win it in the trenches. And, and I think that Arizona's got a, a pretty big gap defensively, especially so. Um, obviously, the, a lot of Arizona's success is going to revolve around that. And to me, if, if you ask me the biggest question surrounding the team, um, I think overall depth on the line and, and the overall effectiveness of the defensive line uh, is a pretty big question moving forward. Next question, any recruiting targets you have a good feeling about? And will visits be able to take place June 1st as well? No, uh, visits as of now look like they won't be able to take place at all this summer, uh, which is a very big deal. Um, there's some discussion. I, uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but there's been some rumors that um, they're considering canceling the early signing period. I don't think that's going to happen. It's, you know, it's not something that I would report right now, but um, I, I think just the discussion of it shows where recruiting is right now. Um, you know, these kids are, are not visiting campus. We don't know when they're going to visit campus. And then in addition, you're going to see, and the coaches know this, uh, you're going to see a lot, probably a record amount of decommitments all over the country. It, it won't be an Arizona issue. It's going to be uh, a national issue. Um, there's going to be quite a few decommitments because these kids are committing early without seeing campus. And then once you're able to see campuses and, and schools are able to watch you in person and such, new offers and all that, and, and things are going to change. Um, in terms of guys that I feel good about, um, there's not a guy that I would say is an imminent commitment. Uh, there's some guys that Arizona is probably in the first, you know, two or three, four. Uh, one guy I like is Clay Millen, quarterback, pro styles. Oregon State got a quarterback commitment, and, and Millen was focusing on Oregon State as one of his schools. I, I think Arizona is one of the top few schools for Millen, 6'3", 6'4", quarterback, um, considered the 18th best quarterback in the nation, pro style. Really fits into to what Mazzoni likes uh, to do in his offense. Um, you know, there, there's a couple other guys probably that, that Arizona is in there for, but there's not a type of guy where I'm saying, okay, I got to, you know, pre-write a commitment article because uh, this kid could commit, you know, any day, uh, basically. There, there's guys, uh, Carlton Guidry is another one, a wide receiver out of Texas that, that Arizona is doing pretty well with. There's players that Arizona is doing well with. It's just there's not a guy where, you know, I'm like, okay, he's going to commit, you know, tomorrow. Um, and so... Um, feel good. I think Justin Pickett is an offensive lineman out of Indiana. Arizona is probably in the top two, two or three for him. Kyle Devan has done a great job. Huge offensive lineman, 6'7", 315. Uh, they land a guy like that. Obviously, it's a good sign. I, I know guys want um, the defensive side of the ball. Who is Arizona doing well on the defensive side of the ball? Nick Demetrius is a guy they're doing all right with. Um, I'd be kind of surprised if he chooses Arizona, but at the very least, Arizona's in there probably – Top five, uh, Ryan Keeler is a guy that probably isn't going to wind up at Arizona, but he's at least considering the uh, the Wildcats. Um, and, and there's a there's a couple others, um, linebackers. They're they're doing pretty well with a couple guys. Uh, one name that I would uh, probably keep an eye on is a uh, is a guy like Will Schweitzer from Los Gatos, California. Um, you know they're they're doing kind of well with him. And then uh, of course you have some guys out of. Uh, Hawaii and in Washington and such. Uh, Javion Gibson, 
was going to decide this week. He's a linebacker out of Houston. He decided to push it back until after visits, which is probably the smart thing to do when you consider what I just said. Um, and then DJ Fryer is a uh, another linebacker out of uh, out of Washington that I'd probably keep an eye on. Um, I, I think Arizona's doing pretty well with, with him as well. Um, so, you know, there, there's a handful of guys, but again, nothing, nothing really imminent, I, I would say. Uh, next question comes from Michael Walker. Any more coming from the transfer portal? As of now, I haven't heard anything. The, the COVID situation really kind of screwed things up with that. Um, graduate transfers want to see where they're coming. They, they have the rights to take visits, and school's a lot different in terms of, you know, taking classes and, and all that. So th- there's nothing I've heard, um, but it is very possible. There's just not that guy where I could say, oh, yeah, you know, Arizona's clearly in the running for him. Next question comes from General Chaos 22. If Arizona has another poor year, how big of a concern is the buyout where they need to wait till it drops again in mid-January? Uh, that's the $8 million question, I think. Uh, it's Look, if before the whole COVID situation and, and athletic you know, departments losing money and, and all that stuff, um, I would have said that if Kevin Sumlin has a losing season, he is gone. My belief is if Kevin Sumlin has a losing season, no matter what, he is gone. Um, but I do think that there kind of adds some iffiness to it. Like, for instance, if he gets five wins and, and Arizona barely misses a bowl game, but you have to pay him $8 million and he's got some players coming in, they sign a decent class, do you give him one more year and try to recoup some of that money? Um, is, has there been a discussion where Kevin Sumlin knows, hey, you know, maybe we kind of meet halfway, which I don't think it'll happen, but um, have those discussions take place? It is no secret that... Uh, Arizona was looking for ways out of Kevin Selman's contract at the end of last season. I, I think Kevin Selman is aware of that. Um, and, and, and there was a, a discussion of sorts um, putting on the pressure for him to win this upcoming season. Before the COVID stuff, I would have said, absolutely, he loses, he's gone. Now I'm a little more iffy. Um, but I think, and I've always been a believer, if you really want to get rid of a coach, you find the money. I don't know how you do it. But money is not as big of an issue as some people think, unless your athletic department is just completely poor. And Arizona isn't in good shape. (laughs) The athletic department is not in good shape financially. Um, But with that being said, if you're losing money because of COVID and not enough fans, and then you're losing money because your team's not very good, you got to sit down and basically make the choice and say to yourself, where do I gain money? Where do I lose? And balance that. And I think that if Arizona has a 3-4 win season, it's extremely difficult um, to bring Kevin Sumlin back uh, under those circumstances. Cat uh, in Florida, next question. Personal best case and worst case scenario. Worst case, I just said. Uh, Arizona wins a couple out-of-conference games, only wins in one game in conference, and, and loses pretty much the rest of the games. Kevin Sumlin's fired. Uh, the team just struggles defensively because there's too much for Paul Rhodes and company to do. Um, and it's not necessarily a step back. It's just there's no step forward. Best case for me is a bowl game. Um, you know, heck, if Arizona gets six wins and makes a bowl game, I, I think that's a, a pretty nice jump, all things considered. Um, you know, defensively bringing in a whole new coaching staff and, and being able to turn the offense around a little bit as well. I think Arizona fans should be more than fine uh, with the Wildcats making a, a, a bowl game. Next question, High Tower 5. I feel like playing with no fans or few fans would help Arizona this year. 
Am I wrong? They have some tough road games like Texas Tech and Washington. Having no fans in the stands would eliminate momentum. Um, I don't think it matters, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I, I understand your question. It's basically on the road. Would it help Arizona? Yeah, I guess, but it would hurt them just as much uh, at home. And so every team's going to be in the same circumstances. At the end of the day, fans help, but they don't decide games. I mean, if Arizona's going to Texas Tech and Texas Tech is a better team, it doesn't matter if they're a better team with 40,000 fans or no fans. They're still the better team. Um, and so, yeah, it would hurt Arizona, but at the end of the day, Arizona still has to win uh, football games. And that's really what it comes down to. So I, I definitely get the thought process and the philosophy um, I'm just not sure, you know, it's really going to have that much of an impact. If Arizona is not a good football team, it's uh, it's not a good football team. You know, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Next question is from Joe Doggy. Uh, with the pandemic, what kind of physical t- shape do you think the team is in or will be? Um, have you heard of guys in spite of it being able to work out? Yeah, I mean, these guys are all working out. Uh, some guys may be working out in their garage. Some may be going to their local gyms. They may have gyms in their house, so maybe lifting tires. I mean, it's whatever it may be. These guys are working out. We'll know right away <laughs> the, uh, the guys that didn't work out. But you got to think, again, every school in the country is in the same place. So if Arizona comes in and they need those six weeks, all the other teams in the Pac-12 or that Arizona's facing are going to need those six weeks uh, as well. And, and so do I expect Arizona to come in in great shape? Like, oh man, these guys are ready to go. No, I think that's going to take some time, which is why you hear athletic directors and head coaches. Someone has said it. Hiki has said it throughout the country. Greg Byrne, other athletic directors have said it. Six weeks seems to be the minimum amount of time that these schools want, not just because of the playbook, but because these guys have to get in shape. I mean, you're risking injury and all that. So do I expect Arizona to come in in great shape right away? Uh, no, I don't, but I don't think it's going to be a problem come first game, couple weeks, etc. They're, they're going to whip these guys into shape uh, pretty quickly. Next question, a couple guys who didn't play last year, but maybe candidates to have a larger role this year. I'm actually going to do an article on that, so I'm going to skip that one uh, because I'm going to do an entire article that on a few breakout guys. I, I do think one of them, for instance, would be Jalen Harris, who, who did play. He didn't play as much as people wanted. But I think that the way Arizona is going to use him um, is really going to show off his ability and what he's able to do. I would be surprised if he didn't have a better season last season. But I'll get into that in an article in the next um, the next few days. Uh, next question from T. Wilmore. Um, can you see a realistic path to bowl eligibility? It's really difficult. Um, I think Arizona's got to sweep out of conference and kind of go from there. Um, which is going to be difficult. Winning against Hawaii won't be easy. At Texas Tech is going to be hard, but that's the that's the path. Uh, I don't see Arizona losing a game at a conference and and being able to turn things around in the Pac-12. Uh, should we expect big defensive improvement with a new staff? Big is a it's a difficult word. <laughs> um, it depends how you define big. Like I think Arizona is going to improve defensively. I only got to watch a few practices in the spring, but I really like how this coaching staff. Uh, worked with the players. I think in terms of X's and O's, fundamentals of football, this is the best defensive coaching staff that Arizona has had in a while. The problem is the the offseason, the summer, there's not the full amount of time. Depth is not good. I asked Paul Rhodes, defensive coordinator, about the depth, and he straight up said, what depth? And when your defense coordinator is saying, what depth? 
that's not a good sign. And I think in order to win in the Pac-12 and be a good defensive team, you need to be at least too deep at every position. And I'm not even sure Arizona's too three deep at every position. Definitely not three deep. Some positions are too deep. But like even linebacker, they're, they're going to struggle. They have Schooler, Pandy, Fields. But beyond that, which guy is going to step up? The defensive line, which guy is going to step up? Will Jace Whitaker's absence be missed? Um, you know, it, it's it's guys are going to have to make jumps from last season to this season in order for that improvement. Um, but I think it's kind of a process, which is frustrating because, like I mentioned earlier, if Arizona doesn't win, someone's probably fired. But I'm not sure the defense could be all that much better this season. I, I think it's a, a bigger process. Uh, who's the highest rated recruit we could legitimately land? Probably Millen, top 400 guy. Um, my guess is he moves up in the rankings a little bit. There's going to be some other guys that, that kind of pop up. How many kids are we looking to take? I would guess a full class. I always say a full class until proven otherwise. But, I mean, Arizona could have taken a full class at the last cycle. Didn't really do that, which makes me think that it's going to take a full class. I've heard that it's going to be very, very defensive-oriented. Um, you're going to see a few offensive guys in there. But when you look at Arizona's roster, it's pretty deep on offense with guys that are young. Um, defense is, is the question that... Uh, Arizona has, and I think they're going to be really, uh, really aggressive in, in that regard. Um, let's see. Next question. Joseph0628, who are the five starters at offensive line? Who do you think is geared to surprise at a camp? Um, again, uh, I mentioned that I'm going to, uh, to write an article um, on the surprises and, and things like that. Um, again, I think it's tough because of the summer. I, I really do. I, I think the lack of summer ball hurt a lot of these guys. The fact that they went home um, in the spring hurt a lot of these guys as well. Um, in terms of starters on the offensive line, Josh McCauley obviously will start. Um, I think Donovan's in there. Congo's in there. Uh, Peyton Fears and Jordan Morgan, Donovan Lay, they're definitely, I would say, probably locks to start. So Gardner, Lay, Morgan, uh, Fears is in there. Um, Congo's in there, Donovan's in there as well. Um, so, you know, if you're looking for locks, uh, McCauley, um, Morgan, Donovan Lay are the three locks to me. I'll throw Peyton Fears in there uh, as well. Again, it, uh, it comes down to depth. Um, next question, O-line the biggest issue? Yeah, it's one of them. Uh, it, it's definitely one of them. Um, it's... You know, it, it, like I mentioned, it's hard. To, it's hard. I think O line has been the uh, the main focus of this podcast, but hard to win w without a very good O line, and and I think that's a major concern. I don't think it's the biggest issue. I think defensive line and just the ability to get a consistent pass rush um, is probably the biggest issue there. Um, so once again, I know there's a few questions I didn't answer. My favorite up and coming group of five coaches. I know why you're asking that. I'm not going to answer it quite yet, <laughs> or maybe I'll do it in a post. Um, but I know why you're asking that. I'm, uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, but with that being said, um, again, we're going to have a lot more football content. Um, try to be consistent on the podcast, have at least once a week. Um, but again, I'm Jason Shear, Senior Editor of WildcatAuthority.com. I thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, yeah, catch you on the next podcast. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!